Okay, so uh, we're going to continue exploring Amuna. Uh, this week's parsha is Parsha's Tazria. So we're going to see something very important um, about Yisurim. Yisurim are when HaKadosh Baruch Hu causes us uh, to suffer in different ways and what that accomplishes, the greatness of Yisurim, which is also a very, very important thing when it comes to Amuna. Amuna is, uh, you know, being able to... Uh, to understand that whatever we're going through uh, is from Akadosh Baruch Hu, and it's uh, it's supposed to accomplish something, and we're supposed to cherish Yisurim when they come. So let's see what um, what the pasuk says. When a beged has nega tsaras, one of the tsaras, there's different ways of tsaras hitting a person. It hits their house. Then if it, they don't learn the lesson, it hits their clothing. Ultimately, it hits the actual body of the person. So this is, we're going to learn a Sepharna together. There's no suffolk that this doesn't happen naturally. There's nothing natural about when Negat Saras hits a person on his begadim. Meaning, you want to say... Uh, if it's on the skin, so maybe, you know, it means that he has, uh, you could chalk it up to maybe being something natural. But it's never, if, maybe if it's on your house, it's mold. But if it's on your baguette, uh there's no way of explaining that away as a natural occurrence. It has to be that there's something supernatural about it. The Pasig is saying that it still should, uh, that it's going to be like a Pele on your Begadim. Meaning that the purpose of HaKadosh Baruch Hu sending it is that the owner of these Begadim or the owner of these Batim should be awakened and to be inspired and, and to be aware of the fact that he has Averis. That one of the reasons that Chazal say you have Nagam uh, is because you dealt with Perishvias. And says the Sepharna, all of this is really. It's a good thing. This is HaKadosh Baruch Hu having mercy on us. Meaning the Sefarno is basically saying that it's not a punishment as much as it's an alarm. It's not HaKadosh Baruch Hu punishing us. The Yisurim of, of Nigei Batim, of Nigei uh, Begadim, is supposed to be a, a wake-up call that I'm doing something wrong. Whatever it is, that it might be Lashon Hara, it might be Peir Shviyas, it might be whatever it might be, but a person is supposed to be Nisair. When something bad happens to a person, he's supposed to uh, have some introspection and see, you know, what am I doing wrong? But then there are people that they don't want to see anything as being supernatural, as being messages of Hashem to us. 
but they want to see everything as being natural. So they, by them, it goes like right over their head, and um, and they don't learn any lessons from the surim that they are uh, enduring. So Besifre Das Taira Meir Hagain Rabbi Yerucham Levavitz, the great Mir Mashkiach, Es Einenu, he illuminates our eyes. Beparshas Hanegaim Al Pi Devarv Hamafursam Shel Ramban. He explains the parsha of Nagam through the famous words of the Ramban. Whenever somebody quotes a famous Ramban, nine times out of ten, if not ten times out of ten, it's going to be the Ramban at the end of Parshas Bay. That's the world famous Ramban. If there's one Ramban that you should learn, um, it's uh, it's the Ramban at the end of Parshas Bay because it's chock full of Yisaitis. It has one Yisaita every line in that Ramban. Uh, has so many Yisaitis that he's teaching us about the most basic of questions. He says, Ki minha ta'aliyais shiyesh lani mitzis mitzrayim mikala aisav maisam sharani yashem isbarach what is the what are what's the purpose of all of the uh, of all that Akrish Baruch Hu, um, shows us um, from Yitzias Mitzrayim? We have so many mitzvahs every day that commemorate what happened in in Mitzrayim when we left. So we have tzitzis and we have tefillin, we have Shabbos. There are so many mitzvahs that are there to uh, to, to to remind us about Yitzias Mitzrayim. What is the purpose? Why, why is that such a, a, a seminal moment in history that we have to keep on reminding ourselves every Shabbos and every Yantiv, every morning, and, and the mitzvah of Kriyashma, and the mitzvah of Tzitzis, every you know, mitzvah of Pijan Aben, mitzvah of uh, everything sort of is, is directly or indirectly related to Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Why is that such an important thing? Why do we have to keep on? I get it. You know, you just say the parasha of Ayemer uh, twice or three times a day, and that'll be good. Why do I have to keep on reminding myself about Yitzhak Mitzrayim? Why is that so important? Asks the Ramban. And the Ramban then says his famous line, because from the great, famous, public, awesome miracles, meaning the, the Nisim Geluyim, when you think about a Nes Gali, a Nes Nigla, what do you think of? Like Something like uh, Kriyas Yamsuf, right? All of a sudden the sea splits. That's something that's not normal. That's a Nes Gadol Umeforsim. That's a, that's a very, very publicized, uh, there's no way of avoiding that miracle. That's a miracle. That's textbook miracles. And from those great miracles that don't happen very often in history, you don't see miracles like this happening, the point is that when we remember those miracles, then I have no choice but to confess and to admit that everything around me is also miraculous. Everything around me that I call nature is supernatural. It has to be. If HaKadosh Baruch has the ability to split the sea, which is supernatural, then is it any less miraculous now to think about the actual regular flow of the sea? How, why is that less miraculous that the sea actually, like a river flows? Is that, is, I mean, HaKadosh Baruch Hu that made the river stop flowing or the sea split, so he's also probably the one that could, if he could override nature, that means he must control nature. If he controls nature, then we have to look at 
the world with different eyes. We can't look at everything as, okay, there's natural things and there's, then there's supernatural things. The natural things are that we're able to breathe, that we're able to walk, we're able to talk, that there's, a, you know, that we're able, that there's a sun, there's a moon, and the sun is just so far away from planet Earth, a little closer, we'd, we'd scorch, we'd be scorched a little further from planet Earth, and we'd freeze. All right, but that's nature. That's, that, that's in, uh, that's in uh, you know, we take that in... Uh, in, in, in courses that we're dealing with nature. And then there's supernatural. Then we learn, we learn say for Shemais, we learn, oh, there's supernatural things. The Ramban says, no, no, no. The point of Nisim Geluyim, the Nisim of Nisim Gedalim, for some, says the Ramban, is that by thinking about this, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has the ability to create miracles, as we define them naturally, HaKadosh Baruch Hu must have at the same time the ability to run Teva. Everything in nature is also by, by the hand of Hashem. And that means that nature is not something that's not HaKadosh Baruch Hu's doing. It's also HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's just as the, the Meshachachma and the, and, the, and the Chazanish both say that the only difference between a nace and Teva is that a teva is more constant. It's a constant miracle. It's a beautiful var, right? The fact that the sun shines, it's not, it's not less miraculous than Kriyas Yamsev. It's just, it's just constant. Kriyas Yamsev, let's say every day, you know, every five minutes, the sea would split and then go back. See, split and go back. Then it wouldn't be, any, it wouldn't be a big deal anymore, Kriyas Yamsev, because, all right, it happens every five minutes. The reason why we look at it as supernatural is because it, it rarely happens. And the fact that we could breathe, we're breathing Baruch Hashem every second. So that's a natural event, but it's not. It's supernatural, it's just it's constant. So this is the site of the Ramban. She'ein la'adam chelek b'teres meishu rabbeinu, says the Ramban. You, a person does not have, you can't be a card-carrying member of, of teres meishu, of being a yid that believes in the teres of meishu rabbeinu, Unless you admit that everything is natch, everything is miraculous. There's no such thing as teva. If somebody tells you that there's something called nature, then or if you yourself say, you know, it's natural. You know, global warming, it's natural. Or, uh, or the fact that it's freezing cold outside, you know, today, it's natural. It's, it's natural that there's uh, birds and there's mosquitoes and there's, uh, uh, you know, there's, 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 there, there's, there, there's whatever. Everything is natural. Whoever says that there's something that's natural in the world, now, they don't, if they mean it, if they really mean that it's natural and that it's not HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, Handiwork that it just sort of it's it's things that are happening by themselves. You have no chelik and teres meishu. You cannot claim to be a religious Jew if that's really what you believe. If you believe that there, yeah, once in a while Hashem sends big miracles, but otherwise the world's on cruise control. Everything is just teva, teva, teva. It's Mother Nature, and 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 there's nothing that Hashem is not controlling it. Hashem is not orchestrating it. If that's what you believe, says the Ramban, there's you know you don't have a chelik and teres meishu. That's a very that's a strong accusation to make because there are so many of us that actually believe in, in, in nature as a force in and of itself. So that's why we have Ramban. The Ramban, you know, teaches us and that's why 
uh, we need Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and that's why we need every Seder night to remind ourselves about all the Nisan that took place. And every day of the year, we have Zechiris Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, a special mitzvah to remember. We don't have to speak about it every day, but we have to remember it. And we have to put on tefillin and then think about it. We have to keep Shabbos and think about it. Zecher Litzias Mitzrayim and Yantav Zecher Litzias Mitzrayim and Tzitzah Zecher Everything because by reminding ourselves that Akedus Baruch Hu creates famous miracles, big, you know, big uh, banner letter miracles, that will hopefully trickle down to our Hashkafas Hachayim that everything is miraculous. Everything. If I can move my hand right now, that means that that's a miracle. That's not a less of a miracle than Kriyas Yamsev. It's just the more, we're just used to it more. We have to change our entire look at Teva. Dogma, for example. When you see water that um, turns into blood, like they did during Makastam, now we have to look at water as being different than what we thought it was. I, I, I learned biology or chemistry. I know the, the biological, the chemical makeup of, of water is, is two uh, hydrogens and one oxygen. I know how to break it apart. I know if you add heat to it, it'll... I know everything about water. No, 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 you know nothing about water. Because if you, if you think you know everything about water, then you'll explain to me how water could sometimes be switched into blood. That, that doesn't fit chemically. There's no way of making a chemical reaction that I know of that you're able to turn H2O into blood. It doesn't happen. Now that we see in history that it did happen, now you have to question yourself whether or not you know anything about water. Because how did that happen? The answer is that water is not what you think it is. Water is just another tool in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's toolbox, and he has billions of them, that he uses for his purpose. Sometimes it, it takes the form of H2O, sometimes it takes the form of blood, sometimes it takes the, the form of Tzvardeya. Uh, it, it, could, it could turn into anything that he wants it to turn into, but it's not what you think it is. You can't go through your whole life believing that water is just simply water. It's not. It's something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates, and miracles could be performed with water. When we leave this, this, uh, this pedestrian thought process that we have about everything around us, will realize that our understanding of things is extremely mugbelis, is extremely uh, limited. We don't really understand anything about water. I know that this is light, and then we turn out the, the we turn off the switch, and now it's dark. That's what I think. We don't ask ourselves, you ever learn, ask that question? Is darkness, uh, is it something in and of itself? Or is it the absence of light? Is darkness a bria Or is darkness just simply when there's no light, then there's darkness? That's a chakira, right? That's so it's, I think if you ask the man on the street, he would tell you that, what do you mean, it's the thing, you know, no, it's the, when there's no light, when you shut off the lights in the room, some amela goes dark. 
That's a very big discussion. There's a, a huge machlekes about whether cheshech is a barrier b'fnei atzma or not. He says, Rak mi shenetzar l'rega mizerem ha-machshoves atzmidis u-maschel l'spain in reyes sh'amnam ein lai kol yediyah b'mohosat varmila. We don't understand things. We live in a world where we're surrounded by things and we think that we understand things, but we really, the more that you contemplate, the more you realize that you don't understand anything because... It's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a world that he uses things according to the properties that he needs them for at any given time. So when nature should look like a water that's flowing naturally, like just going with a, with a current, so that's the way it is. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu snaps his finger, it's Gaviyachon, and suddenly the water is split, that's a new property of water that shouldn't happen. It shouldn't, right, the textbooks say that that's impossible, but HaKadosh Baruch doesn't care about textbooks. If you're a, a, a scientist, you care a lot about textbooks. If, you, if you're into HaKadosh Baruch Hu's way of, of looking at things, then we realize that it's a world that we don't understand. It's a world that could change in a second, that what we thought was true one minute is suddenly not true the next minute. And Kasha HaKadosh Baruch Hu nisim when HaKadosh Baruch Hu does perform miracles, suddenly it makes us look at Teva very different, says Rabbi Rucham. even know that an Evan could have water come out of it. I never knew that. I, I, you know, you could study rock formations your whole life. You could be, uh, you know, take earth science your whole life. And no earth science book that I know of would say that there is water that could come out of a rock. Suddenly, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Meish Rabbeinu to speak to the rock. He hits the rock, whatever it is, but water is coming out of rocks. What does that tell you now about rocks? It tells you that whatever I thought I knew about rocks, I could throw that in the garbage because that's not what a rock is. What a miracle does is it takes us, it removes us from the regular way of thinking about things. And it makes us, it like wakes us up to the reality that as much as I thought I understood Teva, now I realize I don't understand it at all. So you suddenly admit, like you confess through miracles, that I have no shaykhaz to Teva. I don't even understand what Teva is. It's all miraculous. It's all miracles. By the way, this is a, a very important piece of Abiyuchim that we're learning tonight as we're approaching Pesach. You know, we, uh, and, and this is a time of year that we have to, this Ramban is really so vital for us because it really, if you want to understand what Pesach is all about, this Ramban is like required reading because it's basically telling us why is, why is Pesach such a big deal? Why is everybody like making such a big deal about a Haggadah and Matzis and Marah and for what? Like, what, why? You're telling me a story that happened a few thousand years ago when we left Egypt. It's like, okay, it's a, it's a nice story, but what does that have to do with me? It has everything to do with you because it's basically showing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is so powerful and you have such emunah in the, in the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it makes us like, admit that as smart as I thought I was, I'm, I don't know anything. 
Now, obviously, you still have to take tests in bio and, and, and orgo and, and everything. You have to work by the rules of what scientists call nature, but, but we have to, as, as Torah-observant Jews, we have to understand that Teva is really not what we think it is. Of course there's rules of nature. Of course there is rules of solids and liquids and, and, and gases, and you have to know them and understand the differences. But at the same time, recognize that it's only true as long as HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to keep a gas with the properties of a gas and a liquid with the properties. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you know what, I want the, the properties of a, of a liquid to be the properties of a solid. Suddenly that could happen as well. He can mix and match and change whatever he wants. He generally won't, but when we go through a Seder night or we go through a, a, a mitzvah of, of tzitzis and so on, we think about Yitzhak Mitzrayim, we understand that, you know, even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't, but that doesn't mean that Teva is outside of his purview. Teva is just a constant miracle that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does, and he could switch it around whenever he wants. So this is very important up until now, what we learned, just in, in the Pesach context. Like if you... If you want something really good to say over on Seder night, you know, I think there's, there's nothing, just like keep these sheets and like, you know, put it in a Agadah and then Seder night or whenever it is, you just say this because this is so essential to the Seder night experience to teach ourselves and the people around us that, you know, why are we sitting around the Seder table? What is the purpose of Seder? purpose of Seder is to, for, that, for that once a year or twice a year in Chutzlaret's experience where a father tells over to his son the foundations of Emuna involving Nisim and how whatever we experienced at Yitzhak Mitzrayim is really with us till today and we have to just remember constantly Yitzhak Mitzrayim and that will inform everything that happens around us constantly. So this is really like a great thing to bring to the Seder if you, uh, if you take my advice. So let's just skip down a drop. From earth to heaven, everything, everything is only existing because HaKadosh Baruch Hu was geyser that it should exist. He commanded this. Teva Teva and whatever is above Teva is really identical. They're almost interchangeable. Now, So now we could look at the Parshas Nagam a little bit differently. suffix says the Svarna Teva. Um I'm sorry, this is Lashon the Kliyakr, not the Svarno, that the Negaim of Begadim and Batim, without any doubt, come from, not, do not come from, from Teva. Meaning, if you want to just like oversimplify and say, um, all right, so what is, uh, what's Negaim? Negaim is leprosy. I think if you look on the bottom of like in the Ars Kolchomish, they, they go out of their way to say that Nagam, even though it's translated as leprosy, they don't translate it as leprosy because it's not leprosy. If you call it leprosy, leprosy is something that even nowadays there are people that are lepers. What's lepers? I don't even know. But it's something, I guess it's somebody that has like, uh, you know, boils and hives all over there. But those are different. That's not what Nagam are. Nagam is not a, it's not a, a natural um, malady. It's not something that, you know, you naturally have that as, 
it has pus and it has blood and it has a scab and it has it's not that's not what nega that's not a nega. The Kliyakar says there's no blood, there's no uh, there's no pus inside of it, and and it's not a regular standard type of 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 you know of, of something that would grow on your skin. It has to be, per force, it has to be. So this is true for Nege Batim, this is for Nege Begadim, and also it also happens with Negam Shebegof. It's all. Um, it's not teva at all. It's only for the einish that a person did. And when you see these strange sights, you see people's clothing all of a sudden have blotches on it, and people's bodies and people's houses. You have to think about that a second. You have to come to the conclusion. Shamayim is doing this. So when you see these types of events, you have to buy, you, 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 have, no, you have no choice but to conclude that there is a God in the world. And that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends them. And it's rare that we should have, we don't have nowadays Nige Batim and Nige Agof, it doesn't, but we lane these parshias and we learn about these, uh, these different types of Nagam from these parshias, and it should make us think. Now, most people don't. Most people, if you're Maver Sedra, you don't even know what you're doing. You're just like doing Shaymik or Vechatar, you're not thinking about it. And even if you learn it with Rashi also, I don't know how many people, you might be learning the words, but you're not thinking about the depth of what's going on. But it's one of those things that you say, wait a minute, if there's such a thing as Nagayim, so then how does that happen? It must be HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sending us direct messages to change. It's a punishment that HaKadosh Baruch Hu goes, and in His mercy, it's a merciful thing. Whenever a person gets sick, so there's, there's different ways of approaching sickness of any sort, whether it's major or minor, but... The, the simple thing is, you know, either you say, like, it's just natural. I should have worn, say, catch a cold. I'm so stupid. I should have worn a coat when I went outside. That's one way of looking at it, and you probably should have. But, um, but another way of looking at it is if you get sick, you say, wow, Hashem is sending me a message through Teva that, you know, that I'm doing something wrong. So maybe if I catch a sore throat, that's the modern-day Tsaras to know that I'm speaking Lashon Hara too much. Now, most people don't do that. Most people are just like, they run to the drugstore, they get, you know, whatever they need to get to cure their sore throat or their cough or whatever. But really, all sicknesses, all Yisurim really, every time we're in any sort of pain, discomfort, Chazal uh, say, an example of Yisurim is even something very petty. If you put your hand in your pocket to fish out a quarter for the meter, and instead you, get, you pulled out a nickel instead, now you got to go, oh my gosh, now i got to put my hand in my pocket again, and then look, you know, find that quarter. And that seems like even so trivial, that's not, that's not even a punishment. Chazal say, no, that's also Yisurim, on a certain level. What does that mean, it's Yisurim? It means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is Beroi Rachmanusa. He's trying to uh, make sure that you're being punished in some way to cleanse your sin, to learn from your mistakes, 
And that shows that everything is, is really from Hashem. There's no such thing as Teva. I, I just was, uh, was reading um, like a half an hour ago. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but um, uh, maybe you know about it. In B'nai Brak today, there was like a terror attack. And um, I don't know, a few people were killed in B'nai Brak. And, you know, it's not my chiddush, obviously. Whoever reads this, you know, you don't have to be a, a navi to, to read it between the lines when you see such a story. And you think like, wow, the Chazanish, Reb Chaim, you know, they were alive. The Stipler, they were in B'nai Brak. And they said that scuds would never, you know, missiles would never hit B'nai Brak. There'll never be a terrorist attack in B'nai Brak because the, there's terror that's Megan over the city. And then Reb Chaim dies they go through a week of Shiva, and then right after the Shiva's over, suddenly, and there's videos of a guy like taking a, an Arab with, a, with like a machine gun just like, like shooting indiscriminately at people. Uh, a Talmud Chacham, I heard, was killed. And like uh, Gershon Edelstein said, you know, it's be, probably because Reb Chaim was nifter. But now you can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it at Teva, like, okay, we have to, you know, we have to get rid of guns. You know, we have to, you know, make sure that the Arabs are behind the walls. We have to, like, you know, make sure they're locked up and destroy the guy's house. That's the Tevedic way of looking at news. But then there's also the, the way that Akash wants us to look at, at events. You can look at it as Teva. It's Teva, you know, it happens. There's, you know, a lot of tension, Arabs, Jews. But you scratch your head and say, like, wait a minute, like, B'nai Brak was always a place I never heard of a, of a... I've heard of terrorist attacks in Tel Aviv. Heard of tel, terrorist attacks in Yerushalayim. I've heard of terrorist attacks in Petah Tikva. I've heard of that in Ashkelon. I never heard of a terrorist... I never did. I don't remember ever hearing of anything of this sort happening in B'nai Brak. And it's so strange. It just happens to have happened right after Abraham Kanievsky was nifter. Now, again, I'm not claiming to have Ruch HaKadosh. I really don't. But, but I mean, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends us messages, and sometimes they're quite clear that there's something different in the world. There, Chaim, when he was alive, he was with his taira, with the Kayach taira, protecting B'nai Brak, and protecting the whole world for that matter, but especially B'nai Brak, and now he was Nifter, and now we don't have that Haganah, we don't have that protection. HaKadosh Baruch wants us to look at events in life as with, with a, an eye towards Kedusha. You could look at Ukraine as, and you can look at uh, events in Ethiopia and events in uh, uh, whatever, a tsunami that happens in, uh, in the Pacific Rim or something. And you could look at it as like, oh wow, it's a shame or you know, chalk it up to this or that. Or you could say, what is HaKadosh Baruch Hu doing this for? What's the, what could I take from this? The Chavetz Chaim, whenever something happened, whenever there was like a big event in the world, there was an earthquake in, in uh, I think, in Russia somewhere. Like, uh, there weren't Jews in that area of Russia. The big earthquake, the Chavetz Chaim wrote like a whole open letter to Klai Yisrael about how you have to do tshuva, and it's because of Chilul uh, Shabbos, or it's because of this, we have to mechazek ourselves, and this and that. Because the Chavetz Chaim was looking at world events with, uh, with an, like the Ramban, that, that there's no such thing as Tabat, there's no such thing as, okay, it happened to be a tsunami. A hurricane just happened to it. There was a, you know, Hurricane Sandy just happens to come and it destroys like this and that. No, 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 that's not, that's Teva. If you're, if you're assigning things to Teva, then you miss the Ramban. You don't have a Chelek in Teres Meisha. 
Only once a person is able to see every single event in history and in, in our daily life, in things that happen in the world, things that happen in yeshiva, things that happen at home, everything that's happening, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sending messages. The Baal Shem was famous for saying that there's nothing that happens that doesn't have a message. If you see something, if you're able, if you're walking in the street and you see uh, you know, something strange or that seems strange to you, don't think that that was just a random event. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put, that, put you in that place to see that and to take some message from it. Now, what's the message? You have to go to an Adam Gadol for that. But, you know, but there is nothing that happens every second of life that isn't supposed to inspire us to get close to the Rabbi Hashem, to do tshuva, to, uh, to daven better, to learn better, to have uh, to mechazik in, in certain, uh, against certain averis that we're doing. But that's the lesson of Parshas Tazria. It's the lesson, really, of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It's something that we can really, I think, uh, if we could get this right, our whole world would be different. Just And there's a, there's a famous god, his name was Mendel Kaplan. And he was, uh, he was, I think he was Chavrusas, he learned by Rebbe Khan Wasserman, and then he was, um, he was a Rosh Shiva in Skokie, in Chicago, and then he was a Rebbe in Philadelphia, Yeshiva. And when he first came to America, he was a Rebbe, like I said, in Chicago. And he didn't, he didn't, he didn't speak a word of English. And he wanted to learn English. He wanted to learn, you know, he's living in America and he wants to learn English. So he told his students, he had very famous students, or students that would be famous someday, or Barrel Wine was one of his students, and, uh, and many other you know, soon, you know, famous people later in life. He said, if you teach me English, he would, uh, every morning he would bring in like the Chicago Tribune, and he would tell the, his Talmud, and he says, listen, by lunch, he'd say, if you teach me English, I'll teach you how to read a newspaper. You teach me the English language, and I'll teach you how to read a newspaper. What did he mean? He meant, you have to learn how to read a newspaper. The way we, we read a newspaper is tevadik. You know, you're reading articles. Oh, it's so interesting. If Putin did this, Biden said that. He, he, Biden is so crazy. Like, why would Biden say that? And why did, why did Putin do this? And why did uh, Ukraine, why are they fighting back? Why didn't they surrender? And why, did, why are the Jews, like, not, you know, why are they stuck there? And what's happening in Uma? You know, but you're just looking at everything as being, like, random events. And you're, you know, and you're, you're, you become, like, the broadcaster trying to figure things out with your own feeble knowledge. Remendel Kaplan was saying that you have to look at a newspaper with Tyrodica eyes because that's what a newspaper is. A newspaper is not just some information. It's information that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to process and to understand that there's a message that we're supposed to take. You know, maybe when, when we read about all the Ukrainian Jews, we, you know, Baruch Hashem, we, we got together and we raised a lot of money for them. Maybe that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed us to, uh, to see this and be part of this in this time of history because he wanted to check our, our, our concern, our our, our ability to, to, to have Rachmanis on, on, on Achena B'nai Yisrael, and hopefully we pass that test. But whatever happens, it, it deserves a, re, a reaction from us because it's, it's being sent to us to elicit a reaction. And if you look at Teva as being Teva, then you go through your whole life, and okay, a lot of Teva happened in my life. I went through this, I went through that, and then this and that. But if a person sees this Ramban and says, wait a minute, there is no such thing as Teva. Everything that happens in the world is from, it's a nace. 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sending these as signs and miracles and, and, and to teach us something, then we have to have ears and eyes to be able to perceive the message. And that's what a Gadol does. A Gadol is somebody that he reads the news with a different way than we do. He reads the news and he sees something totally different than we do. We just see it as, as the newscasters tell us it is, as, as people editorialize it. But a Gadol is somebody to, that understands that everything that happens is from Hashem. Now, we don't always know what Hashem's message is, but even just walking out of this room tonight and recognizing that there is a message to everything is something. Now, we don't have to, we're not, you know, we're not G'day Yisrael that we could always know Baruch HaKadosh, like the Chavitz Chaim, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sending us. But to know that there is a message there, that itself is something very important. You don't walk out, if you see, you know, there was a bombing in B'nai Brak, there was a terrorist attack, you don't just say, Nebuch, Nebuch, Dainemis. You say, wait a minute, that shows the Kayach of Taira. Reb Chaim Kanias is one yid sitting Bamelos and protecting an entire city, maybe an entire country, and now he's not here, and now we have a terrorist attack. There's, there's something happening here. Now, what do you do with that information? I don't know. But maybe we're supposed to learn a little starker. Maybe we have to have more more appreciation for G'dayli Yisrael. Whatever it is, you take away your own takeaway. But, but take something out of it. Whenever you hear, whatever you see, understand that it's a message. That it's not teva. It's ain't a teva minhagish loylam klalo klal. That's the say to the Ramban. That's what saras is all about. And that's what life is all about. Adayayim, whatever we see, to recognize that whatever we thought Teva was before this mad, before Biruchim taught us this, we have to like toss it out. There's no, we, we obviously again, we have to, we take, if we're taking, uh, you know, bio and chem or whatever, obviously we have to, we can't write answers on tests, you know, water is not really H2O, it's whatever Hashem wants. I don't think the teacher, unless maybe Professor Danishevsky maybe would give you credit for that, but like, you know, but most teachers won't. But we have to think it. As we're writing H2O, we should be like, yeah, right. You know, because it's not just H2O. It's H2O when Hashem wants it to be H2O. But when, it's, when He wants it to be blood, when He wants it to be something else, He could turn it into aluminum foil if He wants. And He could do that very easily. And so it's not really H2O. It is, it's, Teva says H2O, but Ayid says it's whatever Hashem decides it should be.